1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for.
1: He brings the perspective.
2: Yeah, I, I think they both have
3: a great point. Get off me, text
2: line. Uh, He's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh my god! And he's doing a great job. I need
3: you to man up and say what you really want to say.
4: Simon, you're doing a great job. And together, they are Steiny and Guru. Yeah. On ninety five seven, the
2: game. Oh. That's my Larry Kruger old baby. Larry, I've been waiting on you when I found out it was you and I in the car together because I know you got your YouTube and all your fans, but... This was the autopsy that we all needed for the 49ers season and what went down. It's Guru and Stani. Larry in for Stiney. Stani's in Pennsylvania paying respects to his pops, uh, RIP Mr. Simons. But, Larry, I couldn't wait. I said, I'm driving because I got secret Larry Kruger questions to kind of just – not put this to bed, but a lot of nine are faithful, including yourself, because you are connected. You are born here in San Francisco, Larry. So I know you're hurt. You do the technical aspect of it. You're hurt. And we want to hear from, from the Twitch, YouTube. But Larry, just talk to us about what went through your mind as soon as kansas city celebrated uh in las vegas and i'm gonna share with you what went through my mind my secret larry kruger questions we'll get to the warriors but larry talk to me how you feeling man has anything changed about certain people players because they have for me good
4: morning i mean yeah good morning man good to see you goo um Man, I was in Las Vegas all week. It was an awesome week. And then to just have it end the way it ended. Ah, oh, it was just a, just a kick to the gut, man. Just a kick to the gut. And it's like for those of us, and I know there's lots of fans out there that were grinding mini camp, training camp, preseason, you know, just all every day of the season. And right. The finality of like, oh man, you got to be kidding. They can't get it done. In a year where Kansas City's in a transition year, where they don't have good offensive tackles, where they didn't have a great uh, offensive team this year, and you still can't beat Mahomes in that situation, and just, you know, the old line came up small in a key mm. moment, and that was a big concern all year. Um, I, you know, there's some positives, the positives, I, you know, I I really feel like Brock Purdy can, the moment wasn't too big for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He played, um, I thought poised in that under a ton of pressure, but I mean if you can't beat Mahomes and Reed in their transition year, when you're totally loading up, Chase Young, Hargrave, Randy Gregory, you know, you you, you loaded up on the defensive line, you you spent a ton of money, um, and you couldn't get it done, it's just like, look, they're going to have other opportunities, it's not like, you know, they got a 23 or 24 year old quarterback, they got a relatively young head coach, relatively young GM, but it stings, man. Man, and it's like you gotta be kidding me. You're gonna have to go through all the draft and the mini camp and, and again just to get back. And what's really exhausting is just the you know next year they get off they look great. They get off to a five and no start. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, wait until the playoffs. Oh, they're seven and oh. Yeah, it doesn't mean me. anything, wait until the playoffs. Ah. Uh, they're nine and three. You know, whatever. I mean, uh, none, none of this means anything. They're, you know, they, they they they'll they'll crap out in the playoffs. So it's like until you climb to the top of the mountain, you're gonna have your doubters, uh, just the way it is. But it was painful, man. It was absolutely painful to you know, I really thought this was their their window to get it, and it seemed like they had it. Um, I thought the defense looked awesome in the first half, and then they just the defense just kept getting worse and worse and worse as the game progressed, and um, ultimately. You know, Sneed and McDuffie. I Baldy said it best. I thought on the Monday after the game, he's like Sneed and McDuffie snuffed out the candles for IU and Debo. And if you take away IU and Debo, the Niners don't look quite. But Larry, quite that's the same. where I want to
2: start. Who's again? That's I was just about to fire that to you. It can't just be. And I'm not saying you are doing this. But, okay, we understand Snead and McDuffie snuffed him out. But if if I'm holding Kyle to the standard that I elevated him to, so why can't you fight resistance? Why can't you go in there just like every team that plays the Kansas City Chiefs try to do? And the Niners did it for a half in regard to trying to stop Kelsey, but they just that you can't do it. It's too hard. We talked to Baldy and Low Neal, Lorenzo Neal in Vegas, and they just talked about how hard that assignment is. And I thought about this great chief run uh, as far as a defensive coordinator standpoint, opposing defenses. You go in knowing, yeah, we got to stop Kelsey. We got to stop Jordan or Kobe, but you just can't. My question to you and a lot of 49er fans have asked Stani and I all week, why couldn't Kyle make an adjustment to that, and maybe okay, you take away Kittle, but then I get Ayuk. Like I don't think any different of those two individuals, but I am wondering about the scheme, Larry, to wear. Okay, why did Spag win that battle, and why did Chris Jones come unblocked on a third and five from the nine? You get that first. Romo and Nance are talking about you burning timeouts, and the Niners are going to kick the field goal and win. It's my first question, time, Jim. yeah. My question, Larry, is I, I, I'm not mad at college, more of a disappointment. But if you're a Jedi. It shouldn't be that easy on that stage for Spags to take away two of your horses.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, uh, this is why you have to have premier corners. Mm. Uh, the key to secondary play is secondary play. In other words, there is no key to secondary play. You've got to have dudes. And Lajarius Sneed and, and Trent McDuffie are dudes. Uh, Sneed was a pro bowler. McDuffie, I think, was the all-pro nickel so I mean, you're talking about the best at his position in the entire league so I mean McDuffie's a smallish guy 5'10 but he shut down he shut down Debo, he got right in his hip pocket, Debo couldn't separate Um, my biggest frustration with Shanahan was the fact that you come out in the third quarter a, a quarter where you normally have taken football games over and you've got the best running back in football and you go three and out three times in a row and there's Ten offensive plays there, and nine of them are passes. I mean, what the heck? I mean that that right there. You're sitting there going, "How many big games can Kyle Shanahan get pass happy in key moments?" In I mean, it's just it's just very very frustrating. Um, and that to me was the mistake. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna say where's the mistake by Shanahan, um, it was not running Christian McCaffrey enough in that third quarter and. You know, you let Kansas City hang around, hang around, hang around. around. And then you're what? You're going to beat Mahomes in the fourth quarter? I mean, seriously, that's your plan? If you told me on Tuesday, you know, here's here's how this game's going to go. Niners are going to look good defensively, and then they're just going to kind of hang around, and they're going to let Mahomes hang around until the fourth quarter. And then we'll see how it goes from there. I would have said, oh, my God, that's an awful plan. Because Mahomes is awesome in the fourth quarter, and he was and you know credit him he's a great competitor um and then you know the, the chiefs had been there and done it and i think they made some better decisions i, I didn't like shanahan's decision to take the ball i mean i understand and
2: larry they had just come the defense 11 play drive where kansas city had just scored the field goal could have won the game i kind of understand Kyle but that's not like the reason but
4: that's not the reasoning he gave for why he did it Ooh. You know I mean if he had come out and said, "You know what? My defense was totally gassed. I needed to get them off the field." That'd be one thing, but that's not why why he did it. He said he wanted to have the third possession. That was a bad yeah, you can't yeah, play you for, for that the that third yourself. possession there. And 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 also just do you want to defend Mahomes for 3 downs or 4 downs? I'd rather go for 3 downs. So I mean it's just it's like one of those things where you know, and you saw the Chiefs reaction to it. I don't know if you saw the live. We got Mike. the sound. We'll play
2: it here shortly, yeah, but it was like Dave a turnover. Taub. It was almost a momentum to, they, they want the ball. Like, like, whoa.
4: He's like Dave Taub's like, um, you know, I think that was their, their coordinator on the sideline. It's basically saying, Hey guys, we got what we wanted. Wow. We got what we wanted. So, you know, I mean, and then, you know, Kyle Hughescheck on the field quoted as saying, I didn't, I didn't even know the rule. I didn't even know the rule. And the next day he's like, I didn't know the rule. But two days later, he's like, I knew the rule.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> Armstead like, said he didn't know the rule either. Right. I yeah. mean, like, that's just a bad look from the coach. But I'll tell you this, Larry. Uh Larry in for Stani, Stani and Guru on a payday Friday, right here on 957 the game. We're here for you. Uh ask Larry anything. Uh I mean, get off your takes. I mean, what five days after the Super Bowl, how do you feel? Um, I will say this to you. I said it to Stani and the listeners, Larry, this was a version of football Macbeth. It was to me, and I'm being so real. It was a tragedy. The Niners to me outplayed the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in the first half. You had Travis Kelsey almost committing a felony because he was so frustrated before Greenlaw got hurt, um, bottling Kelsey and that offense up. Like, tell me if I'm wrong, Larry. I thought Kansas City came out tight. I mean, That game was there for the taking, but now I'm hearing too much of this in 49er land. Oh, it was Mahomes, almost like, you know what, don't be hurt, don't be that hurt, and I know he's great, but damn it, Larry, just to what you said, maybe better play, calling. You had mentioned Trent Williams had what I believe was his worst game as a San Francisco 49er. I mean, false starts, holds, Larry. I, I, I didn't know who the 71 was, but damn it. The game getting into overtime and if you're mad at what he elected to do Kyle Shanahan in my world on the guru computer, Larry, the game shouldn't even went to overtime. You had a third and five from the nine. I mean, this is when I talk about Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kyle's a Jedi. But I do ask you this, Larry. Would a more seasoned quarterback had known that Kittle or had paid more attention to Chris Jones? And, and, and what's crazy about Chris Jones is this same scenario played out in Super Bowl 54 where he wrecked your last drive with Garoppolo with a more season. I'm not blaming Purdy. Quarterback paid more attention to what was going on and, ch- and called something different. Or am, am I barking up the wrong tree? I just have questions it was that a, I couldn't wait to ask Well, you. it was a missed assignment.
4: I mean, you know, I mean, and, and Feliciano called out Burford. Well, and Burford got bent yeah. about it, but Burford. Shouldn't be combo blocking on on Brendel's guy and leaving Chris Jones to run free, a free runner at the quarterback. I mean, the Chiefs' defense generated nine unblocked pressures in the Super Bowl. All of them came on blitzes. So I think you could make an argument that Spags kind of out coached Shanahan. But as far as could Purdy have done anything different? I mean, he's got Chris Jones, who, by the way, is like the greatest defense tackle in the history of the world when he plays the 49ers mm-hmm. in these big games um, in his lap in his lap and you know nobody likes being called out but that was Burford's guy and the public was blaming McKivitt's and Feliciano wasn't having any of it and so he said hey that wasn't his guy And then suddenly Burford's like, hey, man, you know, thanks. Or, you know, he he said something about it on Twitter. And then you've got Feliciano backtracking. It was a bad look. It was a bad look, but it doesn't mean it wasn't true. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah, I take it back. And by the way, it wasn't your man. No, it was your man. Um, And he wanted to put that out there. So. I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, how many big games can you lose to the Chiefs, where Chris Jones wrecks your yeah. wrecks your night? And in this situation, look at the rest of that D line. There's no young Frank Clark there. I mean, Carl Loftus is nice, but the other two guys are just guys. Mm-hmm. And you on a on a line that has two guys on it, you let Chris Jones have that kind of an impact. I mean, it was just And the it game was a very
2: familiar and very unfortunate. No doubt. And again, I just bring up Macbeth because the game wasn't I mean, you come out the second half, and you're you're without the services of Dre Greenlaw. We'll get to that and the impact of that loss. But you get an interception by the great Pat from uh, Patrick Mahomes, and the offense gets the ball at the forty and can't score. I guess that's my Larry. They I couldn't. Can't, they couldn't take it. their the why? Of their breaks early. who is that? Is that is that where we hone in on Kyle? Because I told Steinie, I'm not saying fire Kyle. I'm not an idiot. But on that stage, this is when your brilliance was supposed to shine and you get to this juncture again the second time in five years i'm talking about the niners have if not some of the best weaponry as a collective in the game but are you telling me oh when you get a great secondary like the ravens or cleveland and kansas city then they can stop you you know what's the what is the adjustment to the adjustment and that's why i'm like is there a philosophy change that maybe Kyle might be like, you know what, my plan of attack is is the middle of the field, Larry? Is it time to get some guys or maybe you have the guys and and we try to stretch the field? I don't know, but those are questions I have because the Niners should have won that game in regulation. Okay,
4: you got to point to your main guys, right? And, and it's like if you lose in the finals, do you sit there and blame the ninth guy on Moses the bench? Moses Moody, no, no, you don't. You blame the guys who are in the starting lineup. The fact of the matter is Brandon. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel got outplayed in this game by guys named Justin Watson and McCole Hardman. You know, what I mean, mm. McCole Hardman and Justin Watson statistically had better games than Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. The only criticism I would have for Shanahan in this situation is that, you, you know, you, you, you sure used... Uh, you used the hell out of Greenlaw, man. You had Jalen Graham sitting there all year. You had D. Winters sitting there all year. You had you had depth at linebacker. You didn't use your depth at linebacker, and then you wind up running your you know your Pro Bowl linebacker into the ground because he's just so banged up, and you couldn't just back him off a little bit. So I kind of blame them for not resting some of their guys a little bit more liberally uh, during the regular season. They just went with their number one guys. Ever. Every single week for the most part. I would have loved to have seen a fresher McCaffrey in the Super Bowl. A fresher Dre Greenlaw. A fresher Debo Samuel. I mean, the Debo that I saw looked really dinged. He, he's got the shoulder. He just didn't look right physically. He's got... But he touched it a lot 13 times, Larry. They they, they tried to use him. They tried to. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, why? that's the other... I kind of wonder the you know question, the wisdom of trying to feature a guy who was banged up. Um, you know, Debo... Didn't get, you know? Left the Green Bay game has a major shoulder injury. Shanahan wouldn't say what it was. Is it a rotator cuff? Is it a bur- is it a fracture? Is it a is it a labrum? I, I don't know what his shoulder issue was, but it was obviously serious. And then two weeks later, you're featuring him when you have Brandon Ayuk uh, and George Gosh, Kittle and, and and Christian McCaffrey. So I don't, I didn't, you know, I understand why you'd want to if you were fresh and healthy, but I I didn't see a fresh and healthy Debo at the end of the year and um the reality is now they got a very very difficult decision on their hands because Debo makes 28 million and Ayuk's going to get something close yeah and then you got to ask yourself on a team that was 32nd in the NFL in pass attempts there is no team in the NFL that throws the ball less than the 49ers you're going to commit over $50 million of cap room to two wide receivers on the on the team that throws the least in the NFL? i got to question the wisdom of that. So I, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with Iuke or Debo or their cap. But it's kind of hard to see. It's hard to envision them spending over $50 million
2: on two wide receivers. Wow. We're going to find out, Larry. And that's why it makes... You know, the fact that the team didn't get it done... You know, there's. I feel like there's just a pressure element to it, and you could be a fan because we know Kyle Shanahan is not going anywhere in regard to his contract status. But as far as a fan, Larry, and that's what I am. Pete Franklin said it's short for fanatic. You can lose confidence from the fan base, and again, on a daily basis, that that may mean nothing to Kyle Shanahan. But I, I again, I've been here all week. We've been taking calls. I listen to uh, Butch and, and Bonte and Willard and Dibs. I'm hearing the people. People say... Or, or clamor somewhat, Larry, for change. And again, you're not going to get a different head coach, but I do wonder if his philosophy or his principles might change down the road because I know he's brilliant, but at the end of the day, I can run down over the last five years. Nobody's gotten closer to going back to the Super Bowl and losing two. And this iteration of the Chiefs was, I believe, the best version You know, for another team to get them. And you had them. They were Gettable. And that's all. And Denny Green, rest in peace. You let him off the hook. Larry In for Steiny right here on a payday Friday. Let's take a phone call. Yeah, uh, we got some support for Shanny. Let's go out to Steve in San Francisco. What's up, Steve? What's going on, fellas? Hey, I I don't have support for Shanny. I, oh, I'm, I'm I need my readers.
5: Yeah, uh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's when he he can take us to the dance, but he he doesn't dance if that makes any sense, man. He he gets us there, but I don't think he can get us over the hump. And now uh, he's shown it a couple of times already. I think that some new blood uh, at coach and and maybe he brings in his own staff would be good for us. I think that the defense, I think that the the locker room is split. I I don't think that they're all together. Just from what I see and, and how I saw the game, because that game was ours. I'm sorry they they could call me a 40 not a 40 winner or whatever the case may be. If I'm crying, I'm crying. But we had that game. That game should have been ours until that uh, fumble punt. So uh, there's there's lots of blame to go around. But I just I just think we just need a change uh, uh, at coach to maybe bring some new life to the new discipline in.
2: I don't know. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, but Larry, I get you. I don't know. I I don't agree, but I do want some type of. Does he need an assistant? Hey, Ayuk doesn't have the. He's got three touches this game. He was invisible. And Larry, I want to make sure I'm not taking what you're saying out of context. I, 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 and you're the technical guy here. I felt like I you didn't get enough chances to have an impact in the game that that's how I saw it. But if you want to tell me, oh, he was getting D'd up, I get it. And then we could throw in George Kittle. But I'm like, ride your horses. And I just didn't feel like they tried to force the ball to Iuk. And you hear the Michael Irvins, the Jerry Rices, the Kelsey's raise hell on the sideline, say, give me a chance. I just felt like I U, and Kittle collectively, uh, they didn't didn't do that but there was no like i gotta be careful here i didn't feel like there was urgency to get those guys the ball they were getting and, and i'm gonna say one more thing let me slow down goo good defenses figured out the banana and the tailpipe when it comes to debo and the in the in the in the uh passes in the flat the jet sweeps that'll work week eight week 10 but larry the good the rate the teams are ready for that so maybe there's some maybe kyle needs to expand on that and, and dial something up to get Ayuk and Kittle loose.
4: I mean, this is why G- LeJarius Snead is going to get broken off big time in a few weeks in free agency because the guy is big and <laughs> dominant. He was on Ayuk. I watched the All Twenty Two. They should have gone more to Ayuk, but uh, but Legarius Snead is is real. He's a
2: ball. Man. Okay, yeah, he's real. Right.
4: And he's long, and he's he's a great cover guy. He's a you know he's a dominant guy. Um, but yeah, they should have gone more to Ayuk. To me, it was a no brainer to go to IUC. I will say I just, this yes. we are we all kind of get into the mode of Kind of evaluating the result as opposed to, you know, um, we look at the result differently. If they had gotten it done and won the Super Bowl, we wouldn't be complaining about these things and the numbers would have been the same. The reality is, is that Purdy marched the Niners right down the field and would have had an easy touchdown, pitch, and catch yes, to Iuke in overtime had there not been a blown protection on Chris Jones. How many times are we going to watch the Niner O line get blown? up inside. Chris Jones has done it twice now in two Super Bowls. Aaron Donald did it in 2021. All three times a star defensive tackle just wrecked shop inside. Wow. I mean, if anything, you know, my takeaway has got to be no more faking the O line. That you know you got ahead. a good left side, but the rest of it's kind of questionable. <sighs> Get some behemoths at right guard and right tackle. Maybe you got to upgrade at center. You got to upgrade that offensive line. Uh, they're just getting in in key moments they're getting ru- they're getting roughed up inside by great defensive tackles in big moments yeah. and that's really it. If you take away Donald in 21 and Chris Jones 49 twice, Chris, Chris Jones, Jones could twice. have multiple Super Bowl mm-hmm. rings. Instead, they don't put enough into their offensive line, they get to the winner's circle and suddenly it's like, "Hey, guess what? There's a there's an awesome all-pro offense or defensive tackle ready to kick butt and they don't have an answer." So Burford is a fourth-round pick. He was in there. He was out of there. Feliciano's just a guy. Brunskill last year was just a guy. They got to get somebody real inside.
2: Okay, and you know what, Larry? Uh, We're up against it. On the other side, we'll continue to take your calls. But we'll break that down. Do they have the necessary resources to go get those guys to strengthen their own line? Because I don't got to tell you the old ball coach, John Madden, rest in peace, boom, would say the game is won in the trenches. No doubt. And the Niners get there, and then that's when they get exposed. It's Larry and uh, Guru here, right here on 95.7 The Game, taking your calls. This segment is sponsored by Safeway.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
5: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes, without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On 95.7 The Game.
2: How Shanahan has taken the Tin man and Jimmy Garoppolo and got him to a Super Bowl.
0: Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game.
2: No, Steiny today, it is the big man, LK. I call him Larry, or we call him Larry Kruger. And, Larry, I got to tell you, I had a mishap early, E9. Uh oh! I I butchered my name. Shout out Shasky! I messed up my name. It's a difficult name, and I I was hoping nobody caught it. The both could be laughing and forget your name. (laughs) All right, I messed up. I butchered it, but it is Larry Kruger. They're
4: gonna take all your parking. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Look at. I don't know where you got that from, but that's pretty good. You're not gonna be able to park. Pay for parking, Larry. You're pretty good. (laughs) Larry, people are lined up. They want to call. They're not done. We're here for them. Yeah. We, we want to hear. But again, I, I'm looking at you and I'm asking questions and I'll go into my secret Larry Kruger questions here shortly. But Kyle Shanahan, I mean, he could have two Super Bowl rings already. Uh, when you talk about the greatness of Bill Belichick and and and, and Phil Jackson, I'm not saying you got to get six or 5 you He'd like to. Or you can be Dan Reeves. And when I say Dan Reeves, it's major respect. He, he's a great coach. But, Larry, I'm starting to just hone in on Kyle. I understand his brilliance. But the theme this week, to me, if we went 95-7 uh, the game, analytics, when you, when it comes to calls, is people's faith. Shout out George Michael. Has taken a hit in Kyle. Is he wearing too many hats, Larry Krueger?
4: There's no doubt he is. Um, and, and it's a sensitive topic down there for whatever reason, but it, it, there's no doubt he's, he's wearing too many hats. I mean, from what I was told, he was involved in the defensive game planning. He is the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator. He's making lots and lots of decisions. I think he has a hand in personnel evaluation. I mean, he's, he's wearing a lot of hats.
2: How's and he doing wearing those hats,
4: Larry? Personally, I mean, you know, I, I don't know why. They get Pass happy in big situations. I don't know if it's wearing multiple hats or if it's that, if when he gets nervous, he gets impatient. When he gets impatient, he stops calling running plays. But the Shanahan that haunts me is the one that we saw in the Super Bowl, which is the guy who gives you one rushing attempt in three drives in the third quarter and produces zero first downs. That's the, oh my freaking God, here it goes, here we go again. And that's the only part. I love Kyle Shanahan. And I'm not in the camp that says, fire him. Because here's the thing. Anybody can take a sledgehammer to their Formica, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, countertop. Yeah. It takes a, you know, contractor to come in and actually, you know, build up a new cabinet and lay some granite and make it look nice. So it's easy the day after the game, be like, fire his ass. You know, it's easy. I haven't heard anybody come up with anybody that they think is gonna be appreciably better. And the reality's well, the
2: out there, Larry. I'll just leave that there. Yeah, and and,
4: and but is he appreciably better at seventy one and is he gonna to be to me, Bill Belichick is an awesome defensive coach who the 49ers ought to pursue right now and give him the bag to be their defensive wow. coordinator. But I don't think Bill Belichick Should be anywhere close to drafting I don't think he should be anywhere close to press conferences and I sure as hell don't think he should be anywhere close to calling any offensive plays or having anything to do with offensive football he is a defensive mastermind he's a defensive backfield genius a Jedi and they ought to you know I tweeted it this morning I mean John Lynch ought to go to Jed and just beg him for a bucket of cash and drop it on the hoodie and say hey Two years, $25 million. You come here to be the D.C. And, uh, you know, the guys coach continuously in the NFL every single season from 1975 to the present. You're telling me that he's not going to coach this year? I think he is going to coach this year. He's not going to be anybody's head coach. So that means he's either going to be a defensive coordinator or some kind of defensive consultant. I just have a hard time picturing him on TV yucking it up with a bunch of people that don't know, you know, one one one-hundredth of the football that he does. It just doesn't seem like he would want to do that so i know he loves john i know he loves uh, kyle they've got a great relationship um getting rid of wilks was the right decision we can talk about that and why i think that i didn't like uh, the timing larry i hear you but it was clearly the right decision in my opinion and and yet you can't March out a guy with Wilkes' credentials and say he's fired uh, when you're top five in points allowed per game and just bring in some guy who's doing it for the first time. You have to have somebody walk through that door who day one, the minute he walks in, everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the new guy. We're following him. There's no question about it. This is an upgrade. It can't be one of those. Well, we'll have to see. Is he an upgrade? Is he not? No. You got to get somebody with big time credentials. Mm. Obviously, he's got. Un- he's, he's got. He's. He's overqualified for the job, as we all know. It would take a huge bite, ego wise, for both Shanahan and for Belichick to make this a reality. And I that's wanna, why I think it won't happen. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see both those guys take uh, you know a little bit of a step back from their ego and partner together and get this thing done. The Niners are on the doorstep still to a championship if they can just make the right series of five or six moves in the off season, and the big one or one of the big ones is getting this DC job right.
2: Yeah, all right, Fired. man. You hear him? That's Larry Kruger in for Steiny, Steiny and Guru right here on ninety five seven. The game, Larry people want to talk but before i go to the phones i got one thing to say about uh the eight of nine uh plays the three and outs because i could that was on my list i came in here and i got to give credit to willard and stoney they did point out there were a couple multiple false starts and holding to where you know that you were behind the chain right. so you couldn't just hand it off and i kind of cool i there went watch the game again, no doubt so yeah. i was like you know what i'll, I'll give you that but I guess the 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 pedestal I put Kyle Shanahan on for offense He's he's just uh, Bobby Fisher and chess. There is no defense that can take away everything I'm trying to do. And you talked about the eight carries in overtime that added to McCaffrey's total. that got him to 30, but he only had touched it 16 times before you got like that's the stuff like people want to talk about. Where was I? we will get into it. But that bothers me. Like, Kyle, you got to you got to get the ball to the dogs,
4: man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what bothered me more than anything was that you had a healthy Mitchell and a healthy Mason. And you could have used those guys to keep McCaffrey fresh against Arizona, against Washington, against some of these teams that you ran over. But instead, it was like all McCaffrey. Yeah, man. It was like all McCaffrey. And then you got into, I mean, I'm not saying that McCaffrey was diminished, but he wasn't as fresh as he could have been. Uh, well, Larry, just who is, damn depth. it, at
2: the end of the year? Well,
4: that's what I'm saying. But use your roster, man. Use uh, use the of your roster. You don't have to. You're gonna. You know, the Warriors try to win every game in the regular season, but they're not playing Steph some crazy number of minutes, driving him into the ground before the playoffs start. Why? Because it's not wise. Because you know, championships are won in May and June, and the same thing in the NFL. Championships are won in December and January, and it's like you know what? Keep your guys fresh. They could have done it and opted not to. And to me, it burned him with Greenlaw.
2: Yeah, let's go out to uh, Fairfield, Lair. We got the coach. He's got some thoughts on Iuke. What's up, coach?
3: What's happening, man? This coach didn't call him out of the bay. I'm at Fairfield right now. I just wanted to touch base on, I think it was Larry who was speaking on Iuke. And I'm a fan. Well, first, I'm a coach first. Yep. But I've been a fan of the Niners for many years. I'm 43 years old, 44 now. Um, been a fan of the game for a long time, Coach. For many, many years. But watching this game in my house with my 15-year-old, who's another Patrick Mahomes. He's a fan of Patrick Mahomes. You know, so there's Niners in Kansas City in this house, so a lot of turmoil. But anyhow, um, as we're sitting here watching the game, even to the last play of the game, when, uh, who was that? Chris Jones, I think, came through. Yeah. Man, I, you, may Sneed looks Right. He's on the ground wide open and he could have it to him right then and there. But even at the end of the at the end of the back of the end zone, he still was waving his hands. But because I think Purdy was looking to Jennings, his mind was already made up to go to that right side. And then plus that pressure from that right side really just made it look even even worse for Purdy, you know what I mean? So I don't know where they, the, broke that, they where the p-
4: breakdown came from. Well, if they had picked up it, Jones, if they had picked up Jones, he would have had at least a chance to look over too. to his left. And if he had even glanced left, as you're referencing, I you could put put uh, Snead in the oh, spin zone man he was he was on the carpet yeah dropped um, him you that, know hey, he would have he go. would have clicked, quickly flicked it over to Ayuk for what a, what would have been the easiest pitch and catch touchdown
0: all year
2: so that goes back to with Aaron Rodgers or even Mahomes in that situation with with Jones still coming and i think of my great taco meat if Purdy was more seasoned would he have saw like is that on? Can we just say a more seasoned quarterback may have saw that and got rid of it faster? Just a thought. I mean, it's it's just
4: one of those things that it's very difficult to turn your eyes away from a two hundred ninety five right. pound guy with a, with a head head of steam sprinting right at you, especially when there was also separation between Jennings no, and correct. the corner on that side. Jennings so, was open, but you're right. I mean. When, he's, when we saw how open Ayuk was on the backside there, if he could have just even glanced, he could have just flicked it out
2: there. But um, That would have been a play that was remembered forever, like yeah. the John Joe Montana drive to I the s- Cincinnati Bengals. to.
4: Yeah, I mean, I will say this about Ayuk, though, guys. Ayuk played a ton of games this year. He was targeted double digits one time. that All year. There was one game, the Cleveland game, was and that's when Debo went out early. He got ten targets that game. He didn't get double digit targets the rest of the year. He was an all pro wide receiver. I mean, do I need to bust out the Tyree Kill football card? I guarantee you Tyreek Hill was targeted. Over 10 times, at least five different times. So
2: you don't year. get mad at me or anybody else that says, I'll go NBA. I'm bad at analogies. Not dink and dunk, but almost like open it up a little bit. Kyle, you got some horses. Stani always says, you know, I don't know if Iuke or Debo or those dudes that can go downfield with it. But maybe... Good defenses, Larry are figuring out. Let's take the middle of the field away. The Niners don't like to throw past the hashes or whatnot. Is is there something in that to where maybe he needs to open it up and then they become more difficult? Because I don't look at Ayuk as a stiff or limitations to where he can't get deep. Kittle too. That I mean, George. So was George Kittle a glorified offensive lineman in the Super Bowl? Because last Super Bowl he was running open all day long like a deer in the field, Larry, and Jimmy just didn't see him. I didn't know where he was. And I argued with stoney We went back and forth about he's an all pro tight end. Maybe he's not Jason Kelsey. But put some respect on Kittle's name. There's no way on the biggest stage he should get two targets. Oh, I know.
4: I know. No way. I mean the Niners didn't get their money guys the ball. Simple as that. They didn't they you know they lots of targets for Debo. But Debo wasn't healthy. Uh, Damn. Kittle was left in the block a fair amount, but he also was out in the patterns. Um, and they just didn't get it to him and, and they didn't get it to Ayuk. I mean, once again, go look at that box score. I'm, uh, I got it up me- right here. Mediocre chief players got more targets than, than Brandon Ayuk. So, and I, you had like six or seven hundred yards. days. threw
2: it 38 times. So it wasn't like you only, you know what I mean? You, you, you ran it a bunch. Larry is just. Well, you know, what's the
4: most frustrating. So you run, you don't run it at all in the third quarter. Um, and you go three and out three times. Defense a got getting gassed. You know how do you you know and I agree with what you were saying about what Willard and Dibbs were saying. It was partly situational, yeah, right? Okay. You fall behind on the chains and suddenly you got to pass. Well, guess what? Guess how you you can you know eliminate Talk that? To me. You run on first freaking down mm-hmm. and the and the the Kansas City Chiefs were giving up six yards a carry uh, to twenty one and twenty two personnel. That's two backs on early down, six yards a carry. It ranked thirtieth in the NFL. That was their clear advantage. To run on those early downs and
2: they didn't take advantage. No, we're gonna go to falls. Like you saying that, Larry, you're right. And if a, a majority of that early game, the Niners were averaging nine yards of play. I, that first drive, I was like, I know it's the first drive, but Larry, I was it was what I expected. Body punches. And I know the McCaffrey fumble. You can't be mad at him, it happens. But even then, that game was there for them to take. And my my uh, series of the game, oh, come on, guru, you're being sometimey, is getting Patrick Mahomes down seven. They get the ball at half, and you're kind of nervous. You're wondering after Usher does his thing. Oh, they're gonna go tie this up. No green law, and you get a pick and your offense goes three. Like that just can't happen, Larry. You got to go for the kill shot. Now you score By the way, Usher
4: PEDs? Any PEDs with Usher? I mean, uh, Usher looked kind of kind of jacked a little bit. Well, when you did, I, I, kinda, well, I would know. Uh, when you the Usher is kind of skinny. <laughs> you know, ah. I, I was thinking of him as more of like a point guard off guard. He's catching He's hail. looking like a power
2: forward right he now. He put his hand around Alicia Keys' waist. They're friends and she's married. Right. And they're killing him for he was doing too much. Right. But our society is whack. Let's go out to the calls. Let's go out to uh, Milpitas Akash. And welcome Akash to the program. What's up, baby? Hey, Guru. Um, It's tough, man. It's still
5: painful. I mm. mean, Sunday night I-, I couldn't sleep, man. Every hour I was waking up. I, I dreaming of muffed punts, fumbles, But, you know, all this hate on Kyle and, you know, the the doubting on Purdy. Purdy's 24. It was his second year. Kyle's 44. He's young for a coach. Um, You know, I grew up as a San Diego Chargers fan, and I think this fan base is kind of spoiled because I've been here a long time and I've been a Niners fan a long time, and you don't get guys like this often. And, you know, he's going to learn, he has been learning. And he's going to keep getting better. I can agree. He he could use some assistance. Okay, like if they get Bill Belichick as defensive coordinator, oh my lord! Like what does that do for this team?
4: Well, I don't think Kyle wants. I don't think Kyle, think wants, don't think Kyle wants to. You know, I think Kyle was spread too thin because I think he had concerns over the defense and didn't trust Wilkes.
2: But you hired Wilkes, Larry.
4: But doesn't mean. So you, so you hire somebody, you hire somebody months in advance. Now, you're, now your professional career, biggest game of the year, is biggest game, one of the biggest games of your life, you're going to sit there and just put it in his hands if you don't trust him. Man, his lack yeah. of trust in Wilkes, which he wrote it in that Minnesota game because of the zero blitz.
2: No doubt about it. Um,
4: and we saw it late in the year. I mean, the 49ers didn't stop the run really all year. I asked Shanahan about it out of preseason. I think it's not Wilkes' fault. I think it's more personnel related, but it's on his side of the ball. That's his it's it's That's defense. what you do.
2: Yeah. I I can't wait for your answer on this. So, I heard Steve Wilkes, these words came out of his mouth. And in my world, watching football for fifty years, Larry, when you're the DC or OC, that you're the that's your baby. The, the principles and everything you implement, they're, they're they're upstairs in your mind. It's what you want to run. It's your shutout neutral. It's your system. Wilkes was saying, "I'm still learning the system," and those words came out. So I'm saying, if you're still learning the system, who's helping you? Like. That's letting me know you don't have a grasp of it all. So, Larry, who in that building or on that sideline was helping Wilkes call defense? If he's telling us, I'm still grasping, taking in everything. Like that to me, like it, it made me feel like there were multiple defensive coordinators. Larry? Well, I mean, they have, they had, he
4: walked into their system and made an, a, and adapted. Now, I asked him about it early in the year and he said i watched a ton of film i interviewed a ton of players ton of coaches i got my hands around this thing i know what we're doing so he assured me early in the year that he, he knew that while it wasn't his system that he was very comfortable running this system and, wow. and 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 yet what we saw in the NFC championship game from his defensive players just kind of Cadillacking on the back end larry's he, just so so wrong on so many levels. And I was the one who went to Shanahan and said, is this your culture? I heard your question. And I didn't want to ask that question because I was like, oh man, I'm going to blow up their room and make this this big controversy, but it is a major deal. I mean, it, it, it happened. It happened. And not only that, it had to be called out. It absolutely had to be called out. And so I asked that question the next day. Shanahan or Shanahan said, no, that's not our culture. The next day, Wilkes came down. He started the presser. He's staring right at me. And I couldn't. Is figure he looking out. at you, Larry? I mean, he was staring right <laughs> at me. I mean, I was sitting way well over to the side, and he's just looking right at me. Now, I wasn't sure if he was if he was hacked off because I called out his guy and brought, you know, brought some heat to his room, or if he was happy because I called out his guy, because he clearly wasn't calling out his guy. But either way, the 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 real reason that Wilkes is not here going they're not going forward with Wilkes it's not that Wilkes is not a good coach or that Wilkes doesn't work hard or that Wilkes is not a bad fit or that the the guy's dogged in the NFC title game it's that the front and the back end did not match up they went zero blitz they played soft coverage if you go zero blitz you got to hug up you everybody's got to be up on their guy in the line of scrimmage it happened in the Cincinnati game all freaking day and it happened in the Minnesota game where they blew the zero coverage um at the end of the half which was a
2: horrible horrible call. And the Detroit um, first half was just embarrassing. And and they just get
4: gutted, just absolutely gutted by Green Bay and Detroit in yeah. the run game. They were lucky to be in that Super Bowl. Um, so but the, the 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 dialing up zero blitzes when you have DBs playing eight yards off the line of scrimmage is does not work. You're speeding up the quarterback, and he's seeing guys that are wide open right in front of him. If you're going to go zero blitz, you have to hug but you're up. You're
2: blitzing for no reason, Larry. Well, it's I mean, but play just,
4: before half. No, I get you, but I'm just saying your coverage, you can do what you want to do, but it's got to match. It's got to match. It's got to be on time. You got to play on time. You're going to speed up that quarterback. You got to anticipate the ball's coming out soon. The ball's coming out soon. You can't play this off, soft coverage going, Hey, I don't want to get beat over the top. You either don't want to get beat over the top or you want to go zero blitz. You can't do both. They try to do both. There was some disconnect there. It's time for a new
2: voice. No doubt. Let's, uh, speaking of which, let's go out to Mystic, uh, in the city. What's up, Mystic? Man, Daryl Guru, man, it's good to talk to you. I know you're hurting.
1: And Larry Kruger, man, I listen to you a lot, and it's cool to actually talk to you, man. Appreciate you, uh, man. You guys are knowledgeable. Hey, check this out, man. Two problems. Pete Franklin, who I heard you reference this morning, uh, he used to say, Jeff Garcia is a good second banana, meaning he's not going to be good enough to get you over the hump. Now, this is not Brock Purdy's fault. Brock Purdy's a good player, but Brock Purdy has some clear limitations. So when you're looking at, well, how come IU- Debo, these guys didn't get a lot of catches. One problem was because they're running down the sideline or running deep in the seam, Purdy can't get them the ball. So the real problem to me is Shanahan. He reminds me of his dad. He's a control freak. He wants a remote control on everyone. And so one thing about it, Purdy is, Shanahan setting him up as if he's going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl. To me, that's about ego. That's about hubris. And he's a guy who favors his system over players. So there were times where you're saying, well, why don't you adapt? Why not? Your, why aren't you flexible? It's just not his nature. I think when he gets tight, he tends to exert more control and influence where other coaches like Andy Reid tend to relax a little bit more now in his older age. He tends to relax a little bit more and let the players make plays. And I think that's the big difference. And that's the one thing that keeps Shanahan from being a great coach is because he's, he's,
2: system over players, and he's inflexible, and he's too much of a control freak. Appreciate, appreciate the call, Mystic. I'll say this about that. Uh, like, Like, I would love to hear Kyle maybe he won't tell us Larry you know what my route tree or my plan of attack the way I use my my receivers you know we may open it up a little bit and I know I mentioned that earlier but to Mystic's point I have not watched many Niner games to where I felt like Ayuk and and Debo are running down the sideline and and, uh, Brock don't need me to defend them and he's not throwing them the ball or they're open and the ball's five yards short I, I don't see that I mean,
4: the caller was like, hey, you know, know, kind of suggesting that Brock is not the right guy and this and that. I don't look at it at, at this game at what Brock didn't do. I mean, I look at bad offensive line play. Mm. Um, I look at some of the play calling, getting away from the run in the third quarter. Um, false starts, you know, the, the I mean, Trent Williams back to back drive killing penalties. The Greenlaw injury didn't help. Uh, the punt return fumble, the missed PAT. Um, but you know, if there was anything, I, I would, I, I would hold, Ka- uh, Shanahan's feet to the fire more than Purdy's feet to the fire in this particular game. Uh, uh, because the Niners just didn't capitalize early in the game off Kansas City turnovers. Uh, they let Mahomes hang around and uh, and then he beat him at the end.
2: No doubt. Uh, we'll continue to take more of your calls. That's Larry Krueger uh, in for Stani right here on 95.7 The Game. A reminder, you can catch all four hours of Stani and Guru on the free Odyssey app. Plus, watch us on YouTube and Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividends open a first norcal first class money market today also that segment was brought to you by axe revival center possibly
0: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof